Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Brett Barons and Marley Reardon here in the podcast studio. No video today. We have some exciting news at the station that we... I guess we can talk about it. Can we? I mean... Yeah, because we're, on the, we're right. on the second set for right. TV. We're on a temporary set. So we're getting a new set. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, but it's they're doing the a little time lapse, so therefore... Um, we have no video. We can sit here in our pajamas, <laughs> which we are not. But I wish I knew we, we didn't could. have video today. <laughs> and sometimes even just being able to do something, even if you're not doing it, is good. Is good, yeah. So, you know, we could be in our pajamas or yeah. not. Maybe next Friday. Maybe next Friday if we don't have to be on TV. Yeah. Well, I guess well, you don't have to be you know. on TV today. <laughs> well, I dressed up a little because we Thank you. had an interview with We them. did. We did. All right. Amazing. Well, coming up here on the WCI 3-in-1 <laughs> podcast, we're going to talk a lot about Illini sports, Illini football with its first practice. They come out with new protocols. We get to talk to the players. We get to see Lovey's face. He did an interview with Mike Tirico mm-hmm. last month, but we haven't seen Lovey in, and had a chance to talk to him in... since March, April. I believe it was early April when he did his one phoner with the right. media. But he has not done a Zoom with the yeah. local media. I think the last time, I mean, we were just talking about this before we got on the podcast. The last time I saw Lovey in the flesh was, I think, at the Bragging Rights game. In when was that January December no December December yeah. wow it's been a long so it's time been since he was 2019 he was at the Iowa game for for basketball okay yeah that so I guess March maybe 8th. I've seen him in the stands a couple of times but, but you just said you haven't talked to him since. yeah that was the last time I spoke to him right face to face it's been a little while it's been a minute did the kids still say that yeah it's been a minute they still say they that? say I, I hear more people saying like it's been a fat minute a fat minute like, oh we gotta minute, add that but in a there fat one <laughs> it's been a fat minute I'm just trying to keep up with the kids here weirdo uh, you know 33 three kids I don't own a minivan yet but that's probably sometime in the future oh really you it's think coming. you're gonna go down I don't that know. path it's a rabbit hole I always thought it was it. so cool when I was little like all the parents that had minivans <laughs> and my mom you know who had some dignity was like no way <laughs> we're not getting those but i was always so mad because i'm like it's so cool they have a tv they have Add this. some dignity i love that <laughs> good for your mom so i didn't get a cool minivan when i was younger yeah, but well, now i'm like ah oh, maybe it's a good thing she yeah, did maybe i don't because she was a, a cool mom <laughs> the cool mom so you want to be a cool dad i try you know <laughs> maybe I, a cool dad among the other dads but again if you know your kids' friends, they might not think you're a cool dad because you won't have a minivan. Hashtag, hashtag dad jokes. That's dad all jokes, like. yeah. <laughs> all right. Josh Whitman gives his state of the program address. He does this every summer. A little delayed. usually does it in June when we're wrapping up the athletic calendar. Well, the athletic calendar ended in March, so a lot going on in Josh Whitman's nearly two-hour Zoom <laughs> press conference with the media. There's a lot to unpack there. We're not going to do it all, but we'll get into some of the details. And Io and Kofi both returning. We chatted last Friday on the podcast mm-hmm. right before Io makes his surprise decision. A we'll true have, surprise. That oh, was. man. I was not expecting that. We'll have more <laughs> on that coming up here on the WCI 3-in-1 podcast. But I want to start with Illinois football because they take the field on Thursday just hours after they figure out their schedule. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to me. These schedules for football are put out sometimes 10 years in advance. Right. And so the fact that they didn't know who they were playing or when for the first game less than a month before they're ready to suit up is incredible to me. And Josh Whitman said this, that you know we're just embracing this new normal of we mm-hmm. don't know. And I give Whitman a lot of credit in his address to the media yesterday. He said, I don't know multiple times. And he's willing to say that. So you have one of the most powerful men 
in or women in the country running an athletic department. They are the power yeah. five athletic directors have a huge influence on college sports. He is no doubt one of the most powerful voices in college athletics saying, I don't know multiple times. But no one does. I feel like that's right. the answer we get time and time again. We'll ask a question because they're the questions we have to ask as journalists, as reporters. And nine times out of ten, it's I don't know. I, I just it is what <laughs> it is, right? I don't think college athletic directors like saying I don't know. Yeah. Right. I think just that's not in their fabric. Right. Right. They're right. supposed to be in control. They're supposed to, and by and large, most of the time they are. Right. I mean, they're running a hundred plus million dollar budget. Yeah. So for them saying, "I don't know," I'm sure that does not sit well. It's not right. comfortable for right. Josh Whitman to be telling the media or his players or his players' parents or his mm-hmm. coaches, "I don't know," because they've spent hundreds of hours here trying to get this plan in place. Right. Yeah. And so far. They've pulled it off pretty well. I mean, 23 positive tests, you know, out of more than a thousand. Mm -hmm. And you'd have to think by and large, most of those are football players. Right. Because they said 75% of the positive tests were from football players. Mm -hmm. Well, the vast majority of athletes on campus right now for Illinois are football players. And they have a large team. So that's given it's going to be more so them than the basketball team. So you would have to assume if they said roughly 1,200 tests, and this was a couple weeks ago now, have been you know administered mm-hmm. i would assume 750 of those are football players right. if not more and so to only have 23 positives that's pretty good amount yeah. i mean less than two percent and think about how many from how many different places these football players come right. from i mean they're coast to coast spread out they're coming from you know small towns and then big cities so absolutely it's, it's given that it's gonna it's the inevitable and so they put all of these protocols into place they bring them back starting in early june and then all of a sudden we're here and they're starting practice for the first time on Thursday. And it's like everything that that Josh Whitman and his team and the Big Ten have been working on for who knows how long here, mm-hmm. right? Months thinking that they're going to get to this day. I'm sure that was a big payoff for Whitman just to see them on the field. For now, sure. how long they're going to last, nobody knows, right? Yeah. But just to get to that moment, and Whitman said it was the highlight of his last four to five months, was just seeing the team out there. I was trying to envision that yesterday, just what that might mean. Right. I mean, think, you know, the biggest project of your life. And this could go down, Marley, as the biggest endeavor that any college athletic director oh, has will, will ever do. Yeah. No you doubt. know, when you put it in perspective like that. That Josh Whitman has some monumental tasks like hockey, let's say, and we'll chat mm-hmm. about that coming up. Everyone wants to know about hockey. That is a monumental task to try and get that done at Illinois. But this is even bigger than that. Trying to get college students back on campus, back suiting up, back into competition, while you're trying to balance, you know, so much money, millions and millions and millions of dollars at stake for the University of Illinois. Yeah, he didn't get to take his summer vacation. He did not. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the exact reason I will never want to be a college athletic director. No. I mean, because he probably, think about it, he's like, oh, yeah, this is great. You know, get the summer off. We'll do a couple things. But then, you know, me and the wife or whoever will take our two-week vacation, and then the world explodes. Yeah, because he usually vacations right in late June, early sure, July. Right. Whitman when things leaves are, when around nothing 4th of season. July. And if you put yourself in Josh Whitman's shoes, let's say February, mm-hmm. right? The basketball team's going to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. You've got the best football team coming back in a decade. Life is good, and then it's it's not. not. (laughs) (laughs) 
and all of a sudden you are just cast into this uh, huge challenge, ginormous challenges yeah. that they're and trying he has to, to take overcome. A, a pay cut as well. Like if I, I don't know if you're got to be dealing with all of this. I mean, he's still getting paid the big bucks, but like he's man. earning his pay, but he's earning his pay, but man. not as much when life was was good and dandy. <laughs> wow, he said hundreds of hours on Zoom calls, yeah. you know, and I it could be a thousand. It wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me, you know, and just ten, twelve hours a day on these Zoom oh, meetings, sure. trying to figure it out. You're trying to balance being a leader on a national scale from the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. You're trying to take care of your coaches who have questions your players your players parents you know you're trying to field questions from the media and you know your own staff and leading your i mean there's just so many elements of this that make your head spin and go oh my gosh i know so just to get to that point yesterday on thursday to see the guys out there had to be really satisfying for josh and for lovey because you know the football team it's just like a you know, a pyramid of problems, right? And so, like, it kind of the reverse pyramid to where, you know, you have the most problems if you're Josh, but then if you're Lovey, you have a lot of problems too, mm-hmm. trying to answer a lot of questions and how are we going to go about this and what are we going to do? Right. You know, you add in the social injustice that our country is going through at the same time, and there's mm-hmm. it's just like, I, I don't know about you, but I've been overwhelmed multiple times here then you have your personal life and trying to mask up and the questions and uncertainties of everything else and you're just like i've had to take a a break a couple of times i'm just like man i gotta clear my head for 10 minutes or 15 minutes because i am overloaded and we're not even in like i know we're just covering this like we're not even in the battle so to speak of all of this it's just like because i feel like we as as humans just don't like the unknown we don't know not knowing what's going to happen in the future. And I think that's kind of the hardest part of it all for me is like, okay, we're here now, but what is the future going to hold? You know? Cause I yeah. feel like with us in sports, we're always so kind, like on such a, a calendar like schedule, like, okay, we know in November it's this and this and this. And now we're like having to adjust days, weeks in advance. to so what's going to, you know, and now yeah. we don't know if something can change in a split second. And that stuff. And I mean, I was just talking as well to um, Jennifer Roscoe, our um, one of the lead anchors here at the station. And I was telling her, I'm like, man, I feel like I'm working a desk job because we don't go out to shoot anything anymore. We don't go out to do interviews except for, you know, some special occasion. I mean, rarely, maybe like once a week, let's say we do in, yeah, in if person, that. if that. And then we're just sitting here doing like Zoom interviews. And I think, I don't know for you, but the reason I got into this field is so I wouldn't have to sit at a desk all day and type <laughs> and I could go out and do stuff and go to football games. Yes. And, you know, we can't even go to practice. And I it just uh, it makes me think back on last year when we were, you know, in this in the same time period with training camp and, and all that going on. And it was just a hustle. We'd go out there in the morning, we'd be all sweaty and then come back and edit and do that and now it's so different, and yeah, it's 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 a hard 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 adjustment. And it's the unknowns of are we going to play, and yeah. that's the thing nobody knows at this point. You know, when we see today that another Cardinals player tests positive, and that the Cubs Cards game tonight is canceled, that the series this weekend is most likely out. You know, I yeah. mean that hurts. If if the MLB can't make this happen in a non bubble then how are we going to make this happen with college athletes? You know, especially when you get an influx of 40,000 kids coming back to campus here in just a couple of weeks. I think that's a big question mark that we have. And I commend Whitman once again for just saying, 
hey, if we're if we can't play, we're we're not going to play. Now mm-hmm. I think they're going to do everything they can to make that happen. Right. Right. I mean, I I still see that September third game, and I want your opinion on this. But I still see September third, just twenty seven days away from right now. I yeah. think we're going to have kickoff. I think I think we're going to start the season. I'm not so sure about finishing it. I have almost, and it, people have asked me this because the schedule came out right, and everyone wants to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, the you drew Penn State. It's terrible. Yeah, and it's not good that they got Penn State the last <laughs> game of the year. Yeah. But my response to everyone has been. I don't think we're going to get to that to last Penn game. Penn State, yeah. <laughs> so if we just have a couple of games, like so it be might it. be what it is. Yeah, so be it. Like a a two and two season. <laughs> hey, if they're if they somehow you know go, let's say they go, <laughs> we play three games and they go two and one, successful hey, season, it's a winning season, <laughs> another winning season. I mean, Illinois hasn't. Ha- think about this. Illinois hasn't had a winning season since 2011. Yeah. All right. Well. So. Maybe it'll be for making the history, <laughs> right? You could say they're not wrong if you say we had yeah. a winning season. Yeah. If let's say they lose to Ohio State and beat Nebraska in Indiana, yeah, now, that's a lot to ask. Right, there, but right, right. It's possible. I know. Well, I'm just kind of thinking too. Like, let's go back to maybe the beginning of like the MLB season. Everything was fine, kind of when they got through the the first weekend. But then the dominoes started to right. fall. Then that first case, then the next. And it's what we saw back back in March when there were the domino effect of, of COVID-19 cases. And I think right now we're at a point where maybe it's we know more about the virus and it's more manageable as far as getting athletes into quarantine. And, you know, there's all these protocol, protocols now that are trying to limit that and, and avoid the spread. But, you know, once one goes i think it's it's all gonna trickle down from right there, and so. can they be disciplined can the athletes not go out can no. they <laughs> not hang out with their non-athlete friends you know whatever mm-hmm. else can they social distance can they do all yeah. of these things and i have big questions about that because yeah. i don't think in college i could have done that i struggle no. with that now no and i think it's too it's like you know how badly do you want to be a college athlete but then how badly do you want to be you know, a college student. And of right. course, playing sports have their own sacrifices. I mean, I experienced that myself. It was like a Saturday night and we're on a bus ride back home from the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, and everyone's going out and mm-hmm. we're missing the big Halloween party that we wanted to go to. And we're like, oh man, like this sucks. But, you know, looking back on it, I wouldn't trade it for the world, you know? Sure. Um, and I loved my experience as a college athlete. And I think, but at the same time, you want to be able to experience college you know they're not professionals they're there to play sports but at the same time you know you want to get the the college experience so I don't know I don't think they'll be disciplined as much as they say <laughs> to us you know I, it's so different the well, face it's easy to say right now right 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 and I think the the face that athletes or coaches give to the media is so different than what they really feel you know because we have you know the the SIDs and and the PR people behind the scenes you know, telling them, hey, yeah, remember to advocate for the masks and say that you're not going to go out. But in reality, if I go downtown, I'm going to I'm guarantee I'm going to see a football player or an athlete somewhere or a coach or a coach along the like. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I I, I definitely think um, rules will be broken as much as they are kind of saying they're not going to. Yeah, and, and we're humans. It's we're hard. not saying it's easy. It's no, absolutely not. I'm sitting here like, ah, yes, these athletes must follow the rules. But then I'm like, oh, but I'm also I'm going to go to a bar this week. You know, it's it's yeah, 
it's tough and I, I don't blame them if they want to leave their dorm or their house or wherever it may be just <sighs> how badly do we want football back I don't know and I that's think the, that's the message that Josh Whitman's given them and I think that's the message that Lovey's given them mm-hmm. just how badly do you want to play right and if you want to play then you got to follow these rules yeah you know and if you do then they maybe have a chance yeah but then and if one person doesn't follow the rules correct. it's like let's say Brandon Peters to a T is like not leaving his apartment but then you know someone else goes out or where wherever it may be and then they come back they get COVID whatever I know they're getting tested quite frequently now but you know, it just takes that one person to ruin it for everyone. And it takes one person on the other team, too, because, absolutely. you know, if Ohio State has 10 cases that are positive, mm-hmm. they're not going to play the game, yeah. you know. And I thought that was interesting, too, with what Josh Whitman said. And there was a question posed to him about what's the limit? What's the threshold? Mm-hmm. What's the point where you would cancel the game, you know, or not feel good about going out there if Brandon Peters gets hurt, if. Lovey Smith, or not hurt, but you know, is has COVID. Sick, yeah. Lovey Smith is positive. You know, I mean, it, and I women didn't have necessarily an answer to that, but I think it's an interesting question of where do you fall in that? You know, yeah. because it would just become a, from as much as I understand, it wouldn't be a loss. It would just be a let's see if we can move this game first, mm-hmm. and then figure it out down the road later right, type of right, thing. Right. You know what I mean? And I think, too, it, it kind of gets tricky because I know he mentioned he's like, OK, if it's, you know, just Brandon Peters or it's just, you know, our starting wide receiver, or it's just this, then, you know, we might just have to play the game. It's sort of, I don't know, just if an injury yeah. were to happen, you know, just because somebody hurts their shoulder. Oh, you know, we're canceling the game. So I think that's one of those things that they're going to have to adjust to on the fly. They're going to need to rely maybe on that depth if one person is sick and, and can't play. But. Obviously, it's a totally different thing if your whole offensive line cannot play. I mean, what are you going to throw? Depth isn't Blake the same, right? The, the Ohio <laughs> State depth is way right. deeper than Illinois. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's where I think every team's going to have to manage that and figure mm-hmm. that out for themselves and kind of go from there. You know, But it presents a lot of challenges. Yeah. The interesting things so far that I've seen, and they did announce yesterday that the protocols have been up. They're going to test every day now for high-risk Ooh. athletes for football now this is not the nasal swab test right that's going to happen twice a week per big 10 rules and regulations that they have released this is the spit test that illinois has developed and is using and Mm -hmm. so it's a lot easier quicker you know less painful yeah right but they're going to test the athletes every single day now moving Mm -hmm. forward and i think the athletes overall the ones we've talked to feel pretty good about that yeah and i think that they're okay for the most part from the protocols and procedures that Illinois has in place and in my eyes they should be I mean Mm -hmm. there has certainly been thoughtful consideration and uh, work put into making all of this what it is you know and so if I was an athlete at Illinois I think I would feel comfortable going out there playing I don't know about you but you know if, if I knew that they're doing all of this that I'm getting tested every day I would go play football at Illinois right now. Yeah, and I think it helps having some consistency across the Big Ten. Initially, Bingo. That's I it. saw that it was like a bad thing. I'm like, oh, no, they're moving to Big Ten-only schedule. Oh, next, they're just going to cancel the whole thing. But that just 
provides like an even playing field essentially that you know Illinois players don't have to be worried about getting on the field with Ohio State players with Michigan players with Northwestern players because they know that it's the same across the board obviously like you mentioned Illinois players are getting tested every day to their own accord you know it's it might be different what what other schools are doing but the Big Ten is saying you know you have to get tested twice a week and obviously all the other restrictions that they've put into the place so um you know hopefully it's it's smooth sailing from here and that's why they did that right because you can't guarantee that UConn who's not even playing football this year they announced they've canceled the season or Bowling Green or Illinois State are offering the same level of testing yeah and so that's why they implemented that and it makes perfect sense you know and the Big Ten was a leader on that and you know now all these other power five conferences have have followed followed suit. suit So we can't go to the practices. They're off limits to fans and media this year. We can't talk to the players in person either. So a lot of what we do at camp is feature stories on players and getting video and watching practice. Hey, who's really doing well? Who's excelling? We can't see any of that now. Mm -hmm. We're being handed the video uh, over the Internet by the Illinois Productions people who do a great job, and they've provided us with some good content so far. But the thing I did notice was they did you have a little face guard on their right. on their helmet, and it it's, doesn't look like it's very thick. It's not like a big old Ladanian Tomlinson, what I used to think of, you know, like the face shield yeah, yeah, that yeah. was really thick and hot and all of that. And I did see that LSU had some of that with the really thick stuff, and the players just hated it. They went yeah, off online it would, like, about well, it. Well, I heard there's so hot. been ones that were like, too like it was like a like a visor across the eyes yeah. and then like the second one but then it was fogging up yeah like what do you do yeah I mean, I... you know this one was just the lower part right. looked like and very very thin is what mm-hmm. the players told us yesterday yeah and so you know they're trying to take steps here mm-hmm. there's there's no perfect way i yeah right i mean Until there's we find it, there's but. inherent <laughs> risk with going out and playing mm-hmm. and the players have to decide is it worth it for them? And Rayvon Bonner decided yeah, that it he wasn't. It. Mm-hmm. He opted out, and we ran an interview with him this week about his future and why he decided mm-hmm. to do that. You can go to WCIA.com to see that. But there's risk, and I think everyone admits that. It is what it is, but is it worth it for you? You know, And, and that's why the players had said that you know they think it is. Here's some sound and some uh, of our interview with the players and Lovey here on – why they think it's okay to play football this year. I understand what can happen down down the way. But to me, it's just about focusing in on what we, we're doing right now. And I feel good about all of that. I hope. At the same time, I don't have my, you know, my head in the sand. I realize that, first off, there's no given that college football for sure will be played. But right now, what they've told us is that we could start practicing. And that's what we're doing. It only takes one guy. To, to cancel this whole thing. So we just have to make sure everyone's doing their job and just working towards it because it's going to be a really, really special year. I'm, I'm happy we're finally here. And uh, given all, everything that's come up and all the different curveballs we've gotten so far, it's uh, it's a positive thing that I think we've come this far. So just be smart, you know, don't don't go, don't go out. Uh, don't don't see the girl, but just, you know, just t- take care of business announcing you know the plans and stuff you kind of have in the back of your mind like oh how's this going to work how's that going to work I mean I have the most confidence in them and I I feel completely comfortable playing this game this season I mean as far as you know worrying about offensive line you know when I'm out there I'm thinking about you know blocking the guy across from me not too much about the other stuff 
we're excited to have an opportunity to play the number one team in the country, the opening game of the season. But until then, there's a lot of work to do. Uh, that's what we're going through. All right, so I think it's interesting that Lovey Smith says his head isn't in the sand. You know, <laughs> he's not so he's not like an ostrich, insular but... focused that he, you know, doesn't see what's going on in the media or anything else or in the world. You know, I think he understands. I think they get it that nothing's guaranteed here. Yeah. That they could be told tomorrow they can't play or practice. Right. And it is what it is. But they're going to go about it as they should, thinking that they're going to be playing September 3rd against number two Ohio State. Right. And they're going to have a huge task on their hands to try and stop <laughs> the Buckeyes or at least slow them down a little bit. What a way to start. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. Hey, if you want to beat the, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Mm-hmm. Now, I would have liked a couple other games there to you know get going. If you could have kept Rutgers yeah. to start, well, I don't know if you want that because Rutgers is in a mess right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that game was supposed to be at Rutgers, at Rutgers. which yeah. it still is. It's just moved to later in November. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that game even happens, or if yeah. Rutgers even going to play football this year. Because I could see Rutgers in New Jersey's a mess, just saying, yeah. hey, we're not playing any sports this year. Yeah. And that's so tough because then, like, who has the control, you know? Can the Big Ten say they can't play? Does the government of New Jersey yeah. say that it's, like— Yeah, I think the government a, in New Jersey, the governor could just shut it down and say right. you're not playing any sports. Our universities are closed. We're not doing anything. Exactly. And I think it'll come down to each school. Mm-hmm. I think we could see a couple of schools not play, but the Big Ten as a whole continues on. Yes. So we'll, we'll see. And Lovey made some comments there, too, about, you know, champagne— he feels it's safe and, mm-hmm. and everything else. And he's talking from a student-athlete perspective. We got some right. feedback yesterday from people online who were just like, well, you know, they're getting tested every day, whatever else. Champagne's not that safe, blah, blah, blah. Well, he's talking from a, an athlete perspective right now. And I don't think he's wrong. And even some of the players said that yesterday, that they feel safer here than they do at home because they're getting tested. I mean, mm-hmm. they know. Yeah. Right? And, and Illinois is paying for a... these tests. Yeah. And that's the other thing that I – I can't really get on board with people being mad about student athletes getting tested. There's, they're paying. Illinois is paying for these tests, mm-hmm. every single one. So, so it doesn't not? matter to me. Yeah, like they're not taking away other free tests from people who need them. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go get a free test right now at Marketplace Mall. Yeah, go ahead. You know, you can go get tested every day if you want. It's not like there's a shortage of tests like there was at the beginning. Right. You know, I feel like that was the certain people with symptoms or whatever could get. I feel like at the beginning, yes, back in April, there was a huge concern over do we have enough tests for people Mm -hmm. to stop and contain this spread. Now that's not the issue. So why not? If Illinois wants to pay for saliva tests and develop them and all of that, go for it. I have no problem with that. You know, because you can go as a regular person you know in the public and go get a test if you want every single day Absolutely. now it doesn't sound pleasant right or i don't know whatever else why <laughs> maybe would you if you're that? really but, just kind of scared or paranoid about it but <laughs> but then don't leave your house i mean like that's <laughs> as simple as that right right right, um, right i don't know but it's interesting i mean i i feel like we're at a point now where like i said earlier we're gonna start the season i don't think we're gonna end it yeah. <laughs> I, I mean maybe like you said maybe we'll end it Three and one, two and one. Sure. Who who knows? Hey, that'd be great. (laughs) One and one. They go 500 on the year. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's better than what they have gone since, once again, 2011 was the last year. They were seven and six. Yeah. You know, haven't won more than seven games since 2007. It's been a while. Right. So. That's probably not going to happen this year. And I think that's the other thing. Yeah, what they got, Ohio State. 
I think you have to balance where you're at in your expectations, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Illinois hasn't won a lot of games in the Big Ten historically. You know, in the right. last decade plus, they, they haven't been winning more than two Big Ten games max, you know, yeah. two or three. And so I think you have to reset and calibrate your expectations. I mean, five and five, if they do play ten games this year and Illinois goes to five and five, that's a wildly successful year. Right. I mean, that's like winning eight games overall. Yeah, I think that's how you have to look at that right, in my right. eyes. So, and for me, it's just going to be about what they do in the Big Ten. Four and six is not a bad year this year. Absolutely not. That's a seven-win season most years. Yeah, because they don't have those, like, fluffy non-conference Correct. games to boost them up or whatever it may be. But I feel like people aren't going to look at it that way. Exactly. You know what I mean? I feel, I feel like there's going to be yeah. people that are going to be pissed if they go four and six. Mm-hmm. Or if they only play eight games and they go... You know, three and five. Yeah. But that's how it's been. I mean, okay, well, it is what it is, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't think Lovey's going to lose his job this year if they go, no. you know, four and six or even three and right. seven. You know, I, that's a little harder sell at three and seven if they play all those games. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're not going to get into a huge discussion, discussion about what Lovey's going to need to do to keep his job. But, right. like, you know, five and five for me would be outstanding. Yeah. You know, and I feel like if they're, they're going to play 10 games this year, I'd pin them at four and six. Fair enough. I think I that Vegas line would be about yeah. three and a half in my eyes. Yeah. You know, because there's going to be some games. And this is the other thing, too, Marley. You know, you see Rondale Moore opts out yesterday. Well, that's a huge hit for Purdue. <laughs> so that changes the outlook a little bit for that Purdue game. Yeah. Is it right? going to be like, I don't know, Milo Eifler that opts out this year? You know, I know he's one that's had concern. But what if Illinois players do? Right, right, but, but I, I mean, that's, that's the difference. In, are you opting out for code or are you opting out for the draft? Right. Okay. I mean, Rondell Moore is opting yeah, out for yeah, the yeah. draft, not for code. Yeah, yeah but, but I'm, I'm saying like in, in general. Sure. Because that could absolutely. affect Illinois regardless. 100%. Either way, the opt out is going to affect the team. But if there's more people that opt out here on these higher ranked teams, then, you know, certainly yeah. it's going to give Illinois some better favor because I don't see a player on Illinois right now that is going to opt out mm-hmm. just to prepare for the draft. Right, right. You know what I mean? There's nobody on that roster. Now, I'm not saying anybody, not anybody's going to get drafted, but there's nobody on Illinois' roster right now that is good enough to opt out for a first or second round. Yeah. You know? And I think, too, with Illinois, like, they're a team that they're at the point where they're going to win some games where they're going to cause an upset. Take Wisconsin last year, for example. But then they're also a team where, you know, a game that they're supposed to win, they might not win. Right. And then see also Eastern Michigan. It's just very like they're not. <laughs> um, it's like a good versus a great team, you know, like the right. Ohio States, the Wisconsin, the Michigan, whatever. They're going to win the games that they're supposed to win. And then, you know, every once in a while they're going to sure. get upset. But Illinois is like right in that like, oh, uh, we don't know. They could I mean, cause put it this know? way. Illinois had two great seasons since 2001. Yeah. So in 20 years. They've had two great seasons. Mm-hmm. 2001 so when they won the Big Ten. Yeah. And 2007 when they went to the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Those are their only great teams. Yeah. The Bowl teams in 10, 11 were good, not great. Mm-hmm. They should have been really good in 2011. They won their first six games of the year and then lost six straight. <laughs> Don't do that. Oof. And then I think in 14, they were, they were an okay team. Made it to the heart of Dallas Bowl. Mm-hmm. Tim Beckman kept his job for... A while, <laughs> and then last year I think they were a good team. Were, right? yeah. That's okay. Like they were a, a f- mediocre Big Ten team last right. year. 
And for Illinois standards, that's pretty dang good, historically. Because <laughs> you know? they haven't had the best track record. Absolutely. So. Why that's, not? That's historically a good year for Illinois. So I hope people's expectations are just, hey, four wins is a good year. Five wins is a great, great year, year in my ass. You know, like for everything that's happened and, and where they could go. And there's no guarantee of bowl games at this point. Right. Like, I would say right now, sitting here on August 7th, that the only bowl games we're going to have are the college football playoff. Oh, 100%. Maybe New Year's Six Bowls, maybe, because I think there's yeah. a lot of money in that Rose Bowl, you know. Orange Bowl. Orange Bowl, all those types of yeah. things that are, are their upper echelon mm-hmm. New Year's Six games. But I think they're going to do everything they can. They're going to yeah. fight and claw to keep that college football playoff, and they're going to say, hey, sorry. I, I actually did see the other day, and I don't know if you came across this or not, um, but the bowl game out in San Francisco is done. The Red, the Red Box, Box Bowl. Bowl is, oh, it's like they they just cut forever. it already for oh. this year. <laughs> well, just for this year. I don't know if it was period or oh, just for this you. year, but they already said that you know that game is not going to happen. Yeah. Well, so and it's in California, such a hot you know place, hot spot yeah. right now. So yeah. I think we're going to see a lot more of that coming up here. Bowl game does not need to be in the picture right now. What needs to be in clear view is just playing just, games. I know. Just, gonna, just get yeah, to that Step one first. Right? But, but then it sucks for the players because it's like, okay, you're playing for, for what? You're playing to for have... a Big Ten title. Yeah. That, that's what you're trying to play for. Yeah. Right? You want the opportunity to go out and win the Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. If they can go out and win the Big Ten West, what a successful year. Great, yeah. No matter if you go to a bowl game or not, mm-hmm. they can call themselves Big Ten West champions. And right now, the Big Ten title game is still happening okay so, so that's got to be the the picture and, right. and what they're playing for uh right now speaking of finances josh whitman did go into that on his media zoom yesterday saying that illinois only lost between two and four million in fiscal year 2020 which was a little bit surprising to me i thought it'd be higher than that without losing or without the big uh well, without Big Ten tournament and NCAA tournament, yeah. it's a lot of revenue sharing in there that they didn't have. So I was surprised it was only two to four million, but he said they could lose and expected to lose twenty plus million, 20 million. <laughs> for fiscal year twenty one. Yeah, and that's not a shock to me. Other than I thought it'd be a lot higher than that too. You know, you see numbers yeah. like Wisconsin saying they could expect to lose a hundred million dollars. I've seen some other Big Ten programs say that it's up in that. You know, right. You know, but that's just the magnitude limit. of the program. Sure, and you don't know how accurate that is. I respect mm-hmm. Josh Whitman and the fact that he said there's so many variables here. He didn't want to throw out a big number like that. Mm-hmm. But I would put it, if I'm taking the under over on $20 million, I'm way over, over that. Yeah. Absolutely. I just, like, the numbers don't, like, click with me. I know that, like, $4 million is a lot of money, but then I know, like, $20 million is a ton of money. Yeah, but $4 million is really not that much money for I them. know, but then... I see that. Cuz if they if they have a 125 million dollar budget, 4 million is you is know, this, yeah, less than little chunk of that. 4% of that. I mean, you're looking mm-hmm. at 3% of your budget, you know. Could you give up 3% of your paycheck and be okay? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be okay, right? Like you could you could make do for right, a couple right, of years right. taking a 3% pay cut. You can't make do taking a 35% pay cut. Yeah. Now you're really in a world of trouble. And that's where you'd be at if you took a $20 million mm-hmm. loss. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there's... We need to bring, like, an accountant on the, or somebody. <laughs> Math like is a... not our thing. <laughs> yeah, <here as> like, <laughs> put it, like, dumb it down for me. Like, right. I don't know, the percentages and this. I'm like, all right, we just, just give me, like, a... 
I don't know. I need one of those pictures. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen maybe like growing up in elementary school. It's like, ah, yes, like an elephant is the size of this many giraffe. You know, that's what I right. that's what I need. This is how many Eiffel Towers it takes <laughs> yeah, to, to get to the spaceship or whatever, right? That's kind of how I yeah. imagine that. We're visual people. We're journalists. That's what we do. Right. Uh, but I found it really fascinating, Marla, that he said it's not all about money because- well, Continue. I'll let you finish. <laughs> it is about money. It is about money. But I think what was good about what he said is like, I think people just see like, oh, it's about money. Like the athletic department wants to make money and the NCAA wants to make money. But then he brought in the perspective, you know, it's also the staff that they pay. It's the, you know, people that work the concessions and things like that. Like the, it's just the trickle down effect that, that we've seen in this whole situation that, okay, it, it is about money, but it's not just about, you know, the TV revenue and all this. It's like, you know, the guy that cleans up the bleachers at Memorial Stadium after the game is over. And I think that was a good perspective that he added and to make you know, it's, it's not just about, you know, greed and all this that, that we see sometimes in the NCAA, yeah. that they're just, you know, this corporate entity that, that wants to, you know, profit off athletes, but it, it is so much more than that. So it is, it is about the money, but at the same time, it's that money that's helping, you know, the people at, at the bottom. Now, do I really think Josh Whitman cares about his athletes? Yes. Do I think he cares right. about his coaches? Absolutely. Do I think he wants to play safely? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do I think it would pain him immensely? Both, you know, bottom line, mentally, everything mm -hmm. else. If they couldn't play and his budgets dropped 35%, 100% yes. Yeah. <laughs> right? So in that sense, it is all about money. But or let me just put it this way. I think it's mostly about money. Right. Okay. Is that is that a fair assessment? I think it's I think mostly, about, mostly money. about money. <laughs> uh, and you're not wrong, right? I mean, why do we work? Why do we do all these things? Because you need yeah. money. You have to live. You have mm -hmm. to create a successful business. And creating successful business and the NCAA is a business is about making money. Mm -hmm. They want to make money, and I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I don't think that should be looked negatively upon. That right. they're trying to make money here. Okay. Like you pay to go to games so the athletic department can make money and get the better coach and get yes. the better players yes. and all of those kinds of things, right? Like, it is about money. You hit it spot on there. But do I truly believe that Josh Whitman cares just as much about his athlete's well-being? Yes, sure. I, I think he does. You know, I think he's genuine in that sense. Yeah. So will they make that tough decision? Mm -hmm. That's yet to be seen. Instead of just delaying it to the spring, maybe. Which Whitman said yesterday, and there was a good question asked, you know, hey, why can't we delay this thing to the spring? And he thought it was intriguing. There's a lot of athletic directors that don't think that uh, from the Power Five level that I've read and heard. So for even for Whitman to you know say that publicly, I think is a possible step there to try and save the football season for next year. Sure. But it also comes with a ton of problems, you know, that, that go into that. Yeah, so, like venues and, and all that. But I think also if... The, like losing money only is going to affect them more in the future you know okay they lose money this year but then next year they have a, a smaller budget then maybe they can't travel to this game or yeah. do whatever it may be so i think there's a lot of other implications for the future that maybe some people don't realize yeah and i asked him too how long he sees this fallout coming from this and he said it's two to four years yeah you know, so they could expect two to four years of implications from this. Mm -hmm. They're already seeing that with the staff cuts. Yeah. He said they had to lay off 15 people and seven 
or 11 positions they didn't fill, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that has big time I know. consequences, you know, from all of this. So like there, this is serious stuff, you know, and, and people's lives are absolutely affected by it and they're going to be affected by it, you know, for a considerable amount of time mm-hmm. here. It's not like this is okay. We get a vaccine in January and all of a sudden everything's back to normal. Like, I don't yeah. think it's going to work like that. It's going to these things are going to be felt for years to come. You know, and Whitman's saying two to four years is what his projection is on, on how long this is going to be felt. And for a, something like hockey, which all I can do is believe what Josh Whitman told me, right? I don't have any inside scoop on this or anything, mm-hmm. that they were in the red zone of making that a reality. Well, that ain't going to happen now. No and Josh said that <laughs> yesterday of, you know, hey, a project like that, it's a $100 million project, absolutely goes on the back burner during a time when you're just trying to get football back on the field yeah. during a pandemic, which is unfortunate. You know, right. because I think there was a lot of momentum growing towards that. A lot of people looking forward to Illinois getting a hockey program. And I think it could have been really successful. Josh didn't put an end to it, but he also didn't give it a ringing endorsement that, hey, this yeah. is going to happen like he has in the past, so to speak. I give it a, like, what do you think, maybe another five, six, seven years before that even happens? Yeah, oh, I think at least. I mean, I think we're... If the, let's say, you know, there's like the four year financial recovery point of all this, then that puts us 2024. Then they I don't know if they have to start over essentially or, you know, go right, back you still to have where, the same donors right, then, you yeah. know, because all of these people have just come out and give pledges. Mm hmm. But it's not like they've given the money already. Yeah. You know, and, and this affects different people and, mm-hmm. you know, financial gains and losses and yeah. all those types of things from your donors. You know, it, it it affects all those things. And so someone that pledged to give a million dollars might only be able to give $250,000 because their investments or retirement went down mm-hmm. 35% or whatever, you know? And so, I don't know. I don't feel great about hockey right now. And I, that's not on Josh Whitman's no. mind. I guarantee that <laughs> right now. Um, and that's got to be a bummer for him, you know, because he yeah. invested so much time into this. I, know, I, know. I would say it's probably got a shelf life of another couple of years to gain that traction and momentum back before, you know, you just got to punt it for now. You know, maybe you revisit it in 2026 or something, you know, and try and get that back. But that's tough, you know. What's not tough is Io and Kofi coming back. And I was at my house (laughs) reading my kids' uh, nighttime story last Friday night, and I got a text from Marley and says, "Uh, hey, have you been on Twitter? No, I'm reading my kids' story. Why? You might want to get on Twitter. <laughs> and then you call me. You call me back, and I hear you talking to, I don't know if it was Gabe or Elle, and you're yeah. like, okay, yeah, hold on. Like, I'm coming in. I'm going to read you your bedtime story. And you're like, weirda. I need you to get this on the web. Like, <laughs> Yeah. What the heck is going on here, Io? <laughs> oh, I thought he'd what? wait till Monday. I couldn't believe on it. On decision day, and he right. did not. And he did not. And he released that video on us. A complete surprise. It had Slick video. Oh, it was awesome. And the little, like, whispering of him, like, you know, going for the shot. Like, champion. National championship. It was so cinematic and cool. I was like, oh, I love this. But he did say in his interview, when we did the Zoom interview on, I think it was Sunday, Sunday yeah, um, that he had two versions of the video. One where he was going to stay in the NBA and the other where he was coming back. And he told us, he said, um, the moment he decided was on Friday when he told his grandpa, he said, I'm, 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 I'm going to go, go back, back to Illinois, Illinois for my junior year. year. And then 
said, said that's, that's what, what stuck. stuck. He was like, oh, wow, like, like that just, just came out of my mouth, mouth, I guess. You know, it's, it's, it's happening. So, whew. Crazy. What a weekend. We sat here for months saying, God, you know, 99.9% chance he wasn't coming back. Look, you just got to take him at his word, right? You got to take it for what it is. He was invested in the draft process. Yeah. At somewhere along the road, he didn't hear a portion of mm-hmm. his future that he liked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and for me, this is kind of what I've, you know, summarized it to. If he doesn't know if there's going to be a G League season or an NBA season going forward, right? The bubbles work, but are they going to do that next year? Is that even possible? Can they come back in December? There's so many unknowns in that. If you don't know that, and if you don't feel great about getting a guaranteed deal, yes. which he wasn't necessarily going to get, if he got a two-way deal as a pick 58 or something mm-hmm. like that, you're not guaranteed jack. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. So if he's not guaranteed a deal or only a two-way contract, he's going to be playing in the G League. And you can get an education in that, which I was a smart dude. Yeah. You know, he is he is intelligent. He's bright. Very mature. And way more mature than his age than most kids are. I agree. And he's informed, and his family is, right? They make decisions as a family, and I really appreciate that as, you know, a family man myself. You know, like, hey, he invests his family. He cares about their opinion. Mm -hmm. So if you can not guarantee yourself a high second round that's going to be guaranteed contract, why not go back to school and guarantee yourself maybe a degree? Maybe he can, and he wasn't taking classes this summer as far as I know, but... If you can do a lot of schoolwork and get that degree done, or at least put yourself in a better position to get that degree done. Yeah, why not? Why not in that sense? Because there's no guarantees if you don't. Yeah, and I feel like the college basketball's not that it's more certain, but at least he knows he has a spot on the team. And he has a place where he can train and get better. Exactly, and that's the key thing. He has people that are going to push him to continue to train he has a gym he has all these kinds of things he's going to get tested yeah things that he can't guarantee himself if he just goes out on his own yeah you know now all of that being said there's still no way i thought he was coming back okay (laughs) so like i'm not gonna sit here and try and lie that i thought he was coming back because i didn't i really thought he was gonna go and so he he surprised me big time now Kofi announces the next day on Saturday. Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> it was still a monumental moment. Right. But I, along with a lot of other people, including yourself, thought he was coming back to begin with. Yes, exactly. You know? And so it wasn't like a huge shock in that sense. Mm-hmm. But now Illinois sets itself up in a really, really dang good spot yeah. if they can have a season. Absolutely. And I was just thinking, <laughs> not that it's my fault that I was coming back, but there was one time I was playing basketball and I think, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it was, but I was like, if I either make or miss this shot, I was coming back or something. And I, I was like, okay, if I make this, IO is coming back. And I, I made it and I was like, oh, okay, well that it must, it must be true. It's all on you. So, it's all, so I'm not saying it's, you know, Illini fans can, can thank me maybe, but, uh, <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> it's all on you. Wow. So, Illinois sets itself up really, really nicely here. How is this season going to go? I don't know. How are they going to continue to play a season when everyone else is at home? Because Illinois is going home yeah. before Thanksgiving. I don't know. I don't know. I are they going to play only Big Ten games? He didn't have a lease. I asked him, I was like, oh, are you in Chicago? Or are you coming back to Champaign? He's like, oh, well, I don't have an apartment yet. So 
you know, I gotta. That's what I that mean. Like, he was completely he was, I invested know, like, in not coming back. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, I don't blame him. But here we are. Shocking. Uh, yeah. And if all this comes <laughs> crashing down, it's just gonna suck. It's like now we just have to hope and pray. The most for a Illinois season, thing ever, cause... right? You know, it's just like. But then, Can like, not for make us, this too, like, how exciting would that be for us to go and to travel to these games and yeah. sit on the court and cover this team? And then, you know, we might not even be allowed in the arena. Yep. Ah. If there was a game today, we couldn't go into State Farm Center. <laughs> oh. Or 50 people, because they got a 50-person limit. Well, mm-hmm. they ain't going to have media with that, you know. Oh, we'll all be watching on TV. What the heck? Here we are thinking we're special. We get our courtside <laughs> seats and we get to be on the sidelines at football games. And now we're just tossed along with the rest of them. Come on, Corona. The rest of them. <laughs> oh, it is what it is. It is. What a time to be alive. Yeah. All right. That was a lot. A big week. We covered a lot there. For, we have had a big week. You know, what's been a couple months of. Just chilling, sitting around, and it's been these last five weeks. months now. On the twelfth, March twelfth was D Day. <gasps> yeah. So this was. this week will mark five months since oh, you're right. you were in Indianapolis trying to cover the Big Ten tournament. Trying the keyword there because it wasn't happening. Yeah. Well, we were just um, saying when the the Lou Henson stuff that happened last week. I was like, I haven't done a live shot in. Yeah. Or you haven't done a, well you did your, I did, one, did one, yesterday one yesterday for the first time since March since yeah. the How'd it go? <laughs> March 8th Illinois Iowa game. Uh it went fine. I you don't remember what I was doing? Yeah. So I was okay. You'd hope. But I mean even when Those are the fun times, right? Like that's well that's that's part of the reason I do this. Um you know, is because I want to be at games. I want to be at moments like that. I want to be out live covering things, you know, and and here we're we are. I get the chance to do that perpetually. For... <laughs> man, I'm tired of seeing. Uh, oh I'm man, tired of seeing so much. Well, I'll get used to it. I don't think that's going. I know. Going away they can't let us soon, go Marley. with masks or something. At I least I tried. We'll try. We'll see. Oh. I don't see that happening anytime soon. What if we get tested weekly? Also, do you think? I think they might make us test to go to the games. It's a possibility. It said all visitors to U of I are supposed to get tested. Okay. Well, so, we'll see. We'll see. That's a big old we'll see for this fall. Is, we'll see. That'll be the title of this podcast. We'll see. We'll see. All right, that's going to do it for the 3-in-1 podcast. From Molly Weirda, I'm Brett Barons. We'll do it again next week. Thanks so much for listening.